Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michael Show on the air. Good to have you. Final hour of the program. Don't forget, coming up tonight, we're going to be on the road. The Mecca Sports Bar and Grill. We're going to be down at the Deer District tonight. Brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. And uh, with the huddle is back. The huddle is back. We're going to be at the Deer District tonight down at the Mecca. You know what also is back? The Milwaukee Admirals. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com for tickets, uh, post-game uh, concerts, all the promotional information. And uh, they're playing winning hockey. Playing winning hockey. Go to Admirals. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That's MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Um... Got a couple of emails here I wanted to get to. This one's from our buddy Steve. First of all, it's encouraging to hear that Tamar Hamlin is making progress. As I listen to you discussing the play call uh, on offense, which I agree with, it brings into question uh, to mind, is there a chance they bring Nathaniel Hackett back next year and have Stenovich uh, go back to the offensive line, or is that too big of a slap in the face to Stenovich? I also really like the the burst that Aaron Rodgers, or excuse me, Aaron Jones has had lately. He is running as hard as I remember him running. Uh, for Sunday, I totally agree with you. Uh, be aggressive, create some turnovers, do not turn the ball over, and also play with intensity and uh, be focused, no stupid penalties. Concentration and focus on both sides of the line and discipline is going to be the key. Uh, going back to Nathaniel Hagen, they could create a spot for him. They could bring him back in the sense of, you know... Uh, Gold assistant. zone coordinator. Yeah, he could be uh, an assistant... Uh, you know, associate, offensive coordinator, assistant, head coach, or, you know, whatever. Uh, yes, to answer your question, they could bring him back. They could create whatever job they wanted to for him if they believe that he was part of that that successful brain trust. Um, excuse me. So, yes, they could bring him back. Um, as far as not turning the ball over, I mean, it's obvious. You don't turn the ball over and you get a couple of turnovers, your chances of winning in the NFL go up exponentially. I mean, that's just, that is what it is. But this is a Detroit Lions team. Now think of this for a minute. If the Detroit Lions go into the game on Sunday night and Seattle has won and Detroit knows they're not going to the postseason, think about all of this for a minute, how dangerous this team can become. Because Dan Campbell is he's he's a guy, he's kind of the he's a go for it guy anyway. They're going to be looking for their first season above 500 in years. So it would not put it, I wouldn't put it past him if he's going to do a fake punt, go for it on fourth down all damn day long. If he's going to, you know, onside kick coming out of halftime, I, I, you know, whatever. You're going to have to be uh, up for anything in that game because they're out there, they have nothing to lose. They're playing for a winning season, but at that point, all they want to do is say, we're going to knock Green Bay out of the postseason. You're going to sit home with us. So, you know, on one hand, you think, boy, I'd love to see Seattle lose because then that game on Sunday night becomes win and you're in for either one of those teams. For the Packers, it already is, but you know what I mean? Because then it's 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 a smarter real football, more conservative type of game. You're not just winging it and going for it, especially on the road. But if Detroit loses and they have nothing to lose other than the the notch of a winning season, I'm if I'm Dan Campbell, I'm pulling out all the stops. Empty the playbook. I would. That's that's another good point. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, do it. 
Um, by the way, Jimbo Fisher finalizing a deal uh, to hire Bobby Petrino. Bobby, remember Bobby Petrino? He had the uh, the mishap with the girl. Wasn't it the girl on the back of the motorcycle, Ben? Yep. Bobby Petrino, yeah. He's coming back. He's going to be the Aggies uh, offensive coordinator, and he's going to take over the play calling duties. Not that Petrino. Not that A and M is despicable enough. I, for some right. reason, I, I I have a hard time lending any positive thoughts towards that football program or school. Jimbo right. Fisher's staff is him, Bobby Petrino, and DJ Durkin. Mm-hmm. Durkin was the Maryland coach when one of his players right. passed away during a summer workout. Mm-hmm. So, pretty despicable. Yeah, I, I love the fact that just below that tweet, if you follow the tweet, there are all the pictures of Petrino with his scraped-up face after that incident. With the with neck the, brace? With, yeah, with the oh. neck brace and the uh, coming out of the, uh, the the motorcycle accident with the, quote, young assistant he had on his on the back. There you go. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. We're also going to hear from Aaron Rodgers, or excuse me, uh, Matt LaFleur coming up here shortly. We will hear from Aaron Rodgers coming up tonight on the, on the huddle, by the way. So there you go. Uh, this one's from Chris, who says, uh, watching the Detroit Lions play the last couple of weeks, that's a team playing with enthusiasm and intensity. This is going to be a tough game for the Green Bay Packers. The Lions are no longer just a pushover. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree with that. 100%. It is going, if that game, if if Seattle loses, that's going to be a hell of a game Sunday night. It's a hell of a game Sunday night. I would expect a close one. I would expect a game, uh, in which, um, I would expect a close game. Both defenses flying around. Now, I'll say this. If it comes down to it, I believe the Packers, and I can't believe I'm going to say this considering what we've seen throughout the season, but I'm going to say the Packers have a better defense. Much better secondary. Much better secondary. So I think they have the ability to win this game just on their defense alone. But the offense is going to have to give me more than what they've been giving me, and play calling is going to have to be more creative than what they've been doing and what they've been showing. Let's go to Russ listening to us in Green Bay. Russ, how you doing today, man? What's going on? I'm doing great. Hey, I had some uh, thoughts about what you were talking about, the significance of the Seattle game for for the Packer-Lion game, and I've been flip-flopping my emotions on how I want that to go. My original thought was, well, if the Lions have nothing to play for, then maybe they won't care, but then after listening to you, and I don't get swayed by other people's opinions very often, but you had a great point that they have nothing to lose then either. So um, I'm thinking that maybe if they need, if they can get in, if they win, not a lot of guys on that team have that playoff pressure experience. And maybe, and even the coaches, you know, they might coach that game completely different if they can get in, if they win. And they might just tighten it up a little bit and maybe – I don't want to say choke, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Just kind of sure. wither under that. So I'm, I guess I'm now more leaning to, you know, maybe it would be nice if Seattle lost, and then this was the game that you you win and you're in. Yeah, I, I appreciate the phone call. Yeah, I this is what I'm thinking that if you win, if Seattle loses, and the Lions, you know, have obviously the postseason to play for. First of all, it's going to be an incredibly intense game. But this is where you're you're not playing not to lose, 
but you're also not taking unnecessary chances. You, Dan Campbell does not want to be the coach that went for it on fourth and two from his own 30, you know? But if you got nothing to lose, what the hell? And if you pick it up and you continue on down the field and you score, then you're keeping that Packers defense on the field longer than they need to be, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, you, you, you'll do a few more things because, you know, it's like, okay, so what? Let, let my guys go. Let it, let it all hang out. But if but you don't want to be the coach to do something stupid, to make a bad play call and, and kind of an irresponsible play call in a big moment in the game and turn the ball back over to the Packers or, God forbid, that you know turns it over and allows them to score and suddenly they go on to win and you're sitting at home because of a bad play call or a bad chance that you took. So it, it's almost like, yeah, I'd much rather see – Seattle win and have Detroit have something to play for. I don't think Detroit's going to come in. They're not looking to sit guys. They're not looking to come in and go, you know what? We're just going to, we're going to run everybody out there and see how the season go. You know, they, no, they're coming in with the, the mindset of Seattle could lose. We're going to be playing for something on Sunday night. And I'm sure Dan Campbell is saying, we don't want a scoreboard watch. We're going to know, but we don't want a scoreboard watch. But we want a winning season. We want to be known as winners. We want to be known known as guys that closed out the season. We want to play for pride. That's what we play for first. If we have the postseason to play for after that, then that's what we're going to do. That'll be that'll be our bonus. But we play for you know as much for the name on the front as we do for the name on the back, and and that's going to be that's got to be his motivational cry all week. And this is a young team. This is, a, this is a pretty young football team that's coming into Lambeau. So they they believe, they, hey, we're on the right track. Imagine what's going to happen next year when we get a couple more pieces, you know? Oh, my God, it's going to be good. Where the Packers are like, boy, we got to take advantage of whatever we can get when we can get it because we don't know how much longer we're going to be all together because we're an aging, older, high-dollar high team, right? I just I think it behooves the Packers or, or, it, or fans in general, so to speak, if – if Detroit comes in with something to play for. Just my thought. Uh, let's go to Derek listening to us in Albany. Derek, how are you doing today, man? What's up? Hey, Bill. A lot's been discussed about, you know, the motivation of teams coming in. And I know, you know, play for pride. And I would say to, to Ben and I would say to you, I, you know, I've been watching football since the mid-60s. And I've seen a million thousand games. I really have, been, Bill. But you mm-hmm. know what? When it comes to watching a game that my team is playing, an exciting game for me is 40 to nothing, Green Bay. Now, somebody would say, well, that's not a good game. All right, 50 to nothing, Green Bay. Right. <laughs> I, I have had so much, you know, you know how it is being a fan. You get yep. so anxious, and, and you're like, why do I have to go through this? You know, we're up by 20, and then in the fourth quarter, they come back. I don't want that. I loved that Viking game the other day. Loved it because I could relax in the fourth quarter. And I want to see my team win. I'm not watching the game to see the other team succeed. Now, Hey, when I'm watching other games, college football, pro football, I've seen, I love a competitive game. Don't get me wrong. It's exciting. It's great. I get it. When it's my team, uh uh-uh. I don't, I want to have them have as least motivation as they can. Uh, I don't mind if they rest their players. I don't root for injuries, but if somebody gets hurt and we have an advantage, great. I want to see my team get it. That's, that's, that's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah. I, uh, I remember watching that fourth quarter and thinking about it. Appreciate the phone call. And then thinking to myself, that drive the Packers started um, in the third quarter, midway through the third quarter. I think there was six, seven, eight minutes to go or something like that. And they went on that, what was it, 12-play, 76-yard drive, just over seven minutes, and they ate up the entire clock 
uh, the rest of the clock in the third quarter. And I kept thinking, if you go down and plunge this in now, the first play of the first, fourth quarter is when they did it. And that's the one that put them up 34-3. to Because when they were sitting at 27-3, to I was still watching the Vikings come back against uh, Indianapolis. I kept thinking to myself, oh, my God, don't be the Colts. Don't be the Colts. Don't be the Colts. Don't be the Colts. But watching the Packers take control of that that third quarter in the second half and that drive, they just ran it. They threw it. It was one to Watson, one to Lazard, picking up first downs. Here you go. Uh, running the ball well. It, it was just – it was a clinic. That was one of the best drives I had seen them, in, you know, kind of, you know, execute in a long time. And then to go 12 plays, 76 yards, and, and plunge it in from two yards out with A.J. Dillon, kind of just muscling it into the end zone. And after the PAT, putting it up, putting him up 34-3. It was nice to have the, the entire remainder of the fourth quarter to go. Okay, it's good. We can breathe. It's 34-3 going into the fourth quarter or into the fourth quarter. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. And then right after that, they get the ball back. They got the ball back and then go eight plays, 40, I don't know how many yards it was, but that's when Rodgers ran it in from a couple of yards out. And a place is bonkers at that point. So, yeah, it was. Uh, you're right. It was. It was good to finally see a game in which the Green Bay Packers, as fans, you can just go, woo, got this one, got this one, good to go. Just start playing, bang the drum all damn day. Let's go. Um, Jason says, uh, what uh, Green Bay radio station uh, are you on? Um, it's, I believe right now it's 1400 in Green Bay, WDZ, 1400. They have an FM and an AM. We're on the FM for a little bit, and then they switch us over to the AM. So go to 1400, I believe, in Green Bay is where you can find us good stuff uh let's do this we're gonna step away take a break come back we've got a whole lot more to get to promise you that um the uh i got a, a little bit of an update too when it comes to the nfl and the nflpa talking about the evaluation of what they want to do uh regarding this uh you know the buffalo bills and cincinnati Bengals game so i, I want to talk about that when we come back stay tuned we got a lot more of the bill michael show coming up this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Steny, second and national walkers point the cheers of Milwaukee, the cheers of Milwaukee. Go down there, catch a catch a game, take the shuttle. Whether it's going over to a Marquette game, uh, if you're heading to a Bucks game, heading to a Packer game, whatever it happens to be. Not only do they have great food and beverages, but you can catch the shuttles, damn near everything down there, and even concerts and such too. Check out our friends over there at Stenny's Second and National Walkers Point, and coming soon, Stenny's Lake Country. Can't wait for that because it's only about five minutes from my house. Uh, and I'll be uh, face first in wings damn near every day. More of the Bill Michael Show now. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I stopped the other day down at Robert's Specialty Meats, and I picked up, I didn't pick up an Al Capone roast. I picked up Al Capone sausages, which are kind of like Italian sausages, but on steroids, a little bit different taste. And uh, I take, I I fried up three of those, 
And all I did was take some marinara sauce, pour it right over the top, a little bit of Parmesan cheese, and a salad. Oh, so good. There's so many ways to eat that stuff. It's just that good. And it's down at Robert's Specialty Meats, whether it's the Al Capone roast, the sausages, ribs on a stick, the garlic Parmesan uh, chicken skewers, or just great steaks and chops and everything it is you need cut to perfection. That's our buddy Paul Roberts. Roberts Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. That is Roberts Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com, right on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. You can't, you just, you can't go wrong. He is your hometown butcher, for sure. For sure. Uh, The NFL exec, Troy Vincent, said everything is being considered when it comes to the Bills and the Bengals game. Said the guiding principles that took us into the 2020 season with COVID are there. It may not be perfect, but it's going to allow the participants maybe to be able to play. Now, the NFL EVP Jeff Miller says that there has been no decision on whether to resume the game uh, at a later date. They're going to consult with the clubs that are involved, and they're going to have a decision coming in the next couple of days. So um, I, I, I got to think with the ramifications of that game, there is either the, the, the two thoughts, depending on how much money is going to come in and television and rights and ads and stuff, okay, money's going to play a, a, a part of this decision. You know that. That either they're going to play it next week and push back the postseason, which I don't think they really want to do for one game, but they might be forced to. Uh, or they'll just go with the winning percentage and call it a day. If the Chiefs win, I got to think that maybe they'll just call it a day because the Chiefs are not going to lose the top spot then when it comes to the, when it comes to the uh, top five AFC teams. They're not or top four AFC teams. So that means the Chiefs will be number one. All you're doing is flip-flopping the Bills and the, and the Bengals and either or and kind of go from there. But uh, that's kind of my thought is that that's what they're going to do. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Scott says, uh, Aaron Rodgers not practicing today. Is it because he hit that thumb again the other night? No, I think it's just a Veterans Day. He did not say anything about that thumb. I noticed it, and I don't know if anybody else did, but I I noticed it. Now, I went back and watched the watched the uh, the game again. I didn't see it as obvious in in the, 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 the television film, so to speak, because I didn't focus on it. But when it when it happened towards the end of that first half, that was something that I went, oh, boy. You know, I, I really watched kind of close to see if that was going to affect him the rest of the game. It didn't It didn't seem to, you know, really affect him that much. But I kept thinking to myself, man, if that was a re-aggravation and or re-injuring of that thumb, then that could have, you know, you know postseason ramifications, I guess, might be the best way to put it. But, yeah, it's uh, – it was something I watched, but it, it wasn't anything that I really focused on. Might be the best way to put it. Um, this one's from uh, Drew. Drew says, uh, hey, unit, love the program. Listening in, uh, oh, listening in Sheboygan. Good stuff. We got to get back into Sheboygan. I'd love to get back into our uh, WHBL affiliate there. Got to get in there because that's, that's a whole area that's undercovered, so to speak. I'd love to do that. Thanks for listening to us in Sheboygan. He says, uh, going back to Joe Barry, uh, he says, uh, I think that Joe Barry hasn't done a good job at all. As a matter of fact, if the players had to take it upon themselves to play better defense, then Joe Barry is out of the equation, isn't he? Question mark. Drew, that's what I was saying. If it, if it took the players to go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We got to fix this. 
okay, the scheme is good. Okay, good. scheme is scheme, right? And, and that's the thing uh, where the wizard says, well, they should go to a, a three three uh, three four three. Um, wizard, I, I don't. You're using a lot of numbers there, and the fact is that you don't even. You're not even putting eleven guys on the field. <laughs> so, but I get what you're saying. A three four or four three. That's been t- the two bases for a while. Uh, wizard, by the way, listening to us in Shano. Um, but the, the schemes are the same. You know, going back to the three four, Dick LeBeau had that years and years ago, and then there were teams that emulated that and called different plays and called different schemes and called different twists and turns and such. It's, it's one or the other usually, right? It's one or the other. It's the guy that te- that calls the plays and the coverages at the right time, and it's the guy that teaches it to those guys for them to learn it, absorb it, what have you. You got to be able to communicate. It doesn't. I don't care if you're 95 or if you're 25. I don't care. I don't think age has anything to do with it. I think it's just the ability to break things down. And to give it to somebody in their mind to go, oh, okay, I get it. I, I see what you want me to do. I think it's the teachability. There are a lot of good teachers out there, a lot of good teachers. Some of them have a real great way to communicate and, and get down to the kid's level to, to make your son or daughter understand what it is they're trying to, trying to teach them. And then there's some that know it, and they're like, well, this is obvious, right? You know, here, and they're showing you, but you just don't get it, that what they're saying to you isn't clicking. Right. We've all been there, done that. I think sometimes there's good coordinators who know not only what it is they're doing and the certain circumstances to call plays in and get a feel for the game, but they also know how to communicate things to the guys that they're they're coaching. And I just don't know if Joe Barry's that guy. If it took him 17 weeks to finally go, oh, okay. now, you know, well, there you go. You know, that's what I'm saying. Um, well, let's do this. Uh, I want to step out and take a break. Why? Because when we come back, we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisconsin's fastest growing RV dealer. They're your travel and camping experts. It's Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, home of the big unit cruiser. Cunis RV, the motorhome, fifth wheel, tra- camper van, travel trailer of your dreams. It's waiting there right now. Huge inventory, too. They continue to get the 2023s. They're rolling in. So if you're looking for Forest River, Gulfstream, Nexus, Thor, whatever it happens to be, they've got it. They do consignments as well, so you don't have to deal with you know, getting rid of yours, but that's our friends at Cunis. K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. Just off the podium, Matt LaFleur hanging out. Let's take a listen to what he had to say. There you go, Matt LaFleur talking to the media just a little while ago. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, and uh, we'll uh, kind of wrap things up on today's edition. Don't forget, coming up today, down at the Deer District at uh, the Mecca, we're going to be there 6 to 8 tonight. It's the Bill Michaels Huddle. It's brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. They're the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We hope to see you there. They're going to have some drink specials. They're going to have some shirts and hats and all kinds of stuff to give away tonight. Hope to see you down there in the Deer District, 6 to 8 tonight at the Mecca Sports Bar and Grill. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now 
in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers host the Lions on Sunday Night Football. After releasing Amari Rodgers in November, the Packers' Keyshawn Nixon has become the hottest kickoff returner in the NFL. Nixon, who returned a kick against the Vikings for 105 yards for a touchdown, says he feeds off the energy of the fans at Lambeau Field, and he has some help downfield. Man, it's the blockers. It's like, all I can do, all I gotta do is run straight. I literally didn't have to do nothing but make the kicker miss. But I can hear at, like the, stand, the fans when I'm running, so they kind of turn me up. And uh, I hear them when that turns me up. Packers linebacker Preston Smith told head coach Matt LaFleur. I think after we scored on offense, I had asked Matt, I said, have you ever been, have you ever coached a game where y'all scored in every phase? And he was like, no. But that's that's pretty cool, man. You know, Keyshawn Nixon, a explosive guy on our kickoff return, getting that touchdown. Darnell with the pick six. You know, a lot of those guys can intercepts, but the pick six was key. You know, Aaron, those guys going down and putting the points up on the board, man, and, and giving us room, you know, to be us and, and to let loose on defense. And many of the Packers expressing their concerns for Bill's safety, DeMar Hamill, hospitalized since Monday night, including Aaron Rodgers, who said on the McAfee show he was watching Monday night football. He texted Bill's quarterback and his golfing buddy, Josh Allen. I reached out to Josh uh, right away. I didn't expect a response. He he actually texted me back from the locker room, you know, just because he's a close friend. And I just felt for him watching his face and putting myself in their shoes to watch somebody you love on the ground. CPR. I mean, that's when it gets real. Like they're fighting to save this guy's life, not in the locker room or in the hospital, like on the field. I can't even imagine what that'd be like to go through. So really tough night. I mean, I was shook up. That's Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Good to have you back. Wrapping things up on this Wednesday. Uh, tonight, we're going to be down at the Mecca in the Deer District. Come on down tonight. We've got to the Bill Michaels Huddle coming up, and it's uh, brought to you by Bud Light. Going to be down there tonight from 6 to 8. So if you want to come down and enjoy yourself, get some Bud Specials, get some tchotchkes, uh, swing on by. Stop on by and say hi. I'm going to be perched high atop, so you can come on upstairs. Um, but that being said, we're going to be back at it again tomorrow. Packers will be back on the practice field yet again. Tonight, we will hear from Aaron Rodgers, who's going to be uh, speaking a little bit later on today. So we'll catch up with him uh, on that and see what else uh, it is he has to say. And uh, any other you know updates that the league has to offer with regards to uh, DeMar Hamlin or the game between the Bengals and the Bills. So we'll get into that. We'll talk a little bit more about the postseason, obviously, coming uh, down the stretch. So a lot of good stuff coming up tonight, and uh, looking forward to it again. That's 6 to 8 tonight uh, down at the uh, the Mecca Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, real quick, this is from Jack, who says, um, I think the Packers are a good team starting to peak at the right time, but how much better do they have to play to be considered a Super Bowl team? I, the, the one thing I'm going to caution you on, and I'm not, I, I don't want to be a, a bucket of cold water on enthusiasm. I really don't. Let's let's see them win on Sunday night. How much better do they got to be to be a Super Bowl team? What do you think? How much better does this offense have to be to get past? Because right now it all lines up. I mean, the majority of chances where they're going to play if they make it to the postseason is probably going to be at San Francisco. San Francisco will be number one, uh, Minnesota will be number two, and then the possibility, there's a possibility exists that they could play Dallas. But the most likely scenario would be they go to San Francisco and they take on the 49ers uh, on wild card weekend. 
So you tell me how much better this offense has to play to get past that that staunch defense and vice versa. The Packers defense has to play well against an offense that can score. Now, uh, I would assume by then Debo Samuel is going to be back and ready to go. Um, I know he's been working out with the team and practicing, so we'll see. He might even go this week. But uh, I haven't seen the uh, the reports yet. But um, you get him back, <laughs> that's 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 an extremely tough team. A rematch of last year's, you know, playoff game, and in which the Packers just played terribly. But I think things are a little bit different for the Packers. I think their offensive line is going to be a little more stable than it was at this time last year. Trying to get guys back and shuffling guys in and out. So we'll see. But. I, they got to play a lot better to answer your question. Could it could it happen? Absolutely, it could happen. But you got to get you got to get past Detroit, and then most likely you're going to have to get past San Francisco after that. So there you go. Great stuff today. Great stuff today. Thanks to everybody for uh, hanging out with us. Everybody over in the Bud Light live stream as well. All of you, everybody that uh, chimes in over on Twitter and Facebook and such, and YouTube and Twitch TV. Don't forget, find us, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts as well. We'll be back at it tonight, 6 to 8, live down at the Mecca in the Deer District. Until then, have a going. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.